Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. It's Barbie's 60th birthday. She's had over 200 careers, so we look at the likely state of her pension. Is there really a silver bullet for inheritance tax? And how to trim the costs of your half-term break if you're heading abroad? Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, bringing you this week's money news. Now, you can't accuse Barbie of being a slouch. In her 60 years on this earth, she's had more than 200 careers, and that's not counting her successful occupation as a plastic doll, as figures reveal there are more Barbies in the US than there are people. But what kind of personal finance challenges does the ash blonde bombshell face as she heads towards her Barbie retirement dream home? Moira O'Neill, Head of Personal Finance at Interactive Investor, is here to discuss. So, Moira, let's start with those careers. 260 years, some with much higher earnings potential than others. It's an amazing record. And after all that, she certainly deserves to retire. The question is, has she paid enough attention to her personal finances? And unfortunately, among all those 200 careers... She's never been a financial planner. Mm. She's never been a fund manager or had a career in the city. A banker Barbie. No. This is a gap in the market. Totally. Complete with pin, pink pinstripe suit, I imagine. But yes, her first job is really to work out what she's got from all those careers and see if she's lost track of any of it. Because if you've had so many careers, you're quite likely to have lost track of your pensions. Um, You may want to consolidate it, perhaps consider moving some of them into a self-invested personal pension where you can take control of the investments within that. But she does need to think carefully and, and read the small print when she's transferring her pensions because some of them could be quite valuable, particularly those from her public service. So she's been a firefighter, she's been a surgeon. She could have some really great guaranteed final salary pensions there. Although I have to say, I looked and there was an article on Forbes magazine with photographs of some of these early outfits and her scrubs include a green miniskirt, which I feel sure would never (laughs) have been allowed in an operating theatre. No, certainly not. I mean, the thing is, at her time of life, she's 60. She needs to work out what she wants from life as well and what she wants to do with her money because Lots of women in her position fail to live um, later life to the full. Uh, Not really because they haven't got the money, but because they don't understand exactly how well off they are and and what they can afford to spend. So that's, uh, uh, you know, perhaps she does need to get advice. Well, certainly her level of lifestyle spending 
Um, we can see from some of the accessories that um, Barbie has enjoyed over the years and also the designer clothes. I mean, you know, as a fashion model, that's presumably been quite a lucrative career, although presumably she would have been a, a freelance for that and not had a pension. But then one of the more recent Barbies in 2010, they came out with the news anchor Barbie, which made me immediately think, could she be in HMRC's scope for a personal service company IR35 tax row? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Tax advice is certainly something to put in there. I actually think, you know, she's going to have a full state pension record, isn't she? She's going to have 30 years you think she of will? NI contributions. Yeah. Um, she didn't take a career break to have kids. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. This is a really controversial issue, though, because I assumed that Barbie had a child and presumably married Ken, but the real diehard Barbie fans say no. Barbie and Ken never actually got married. And this is why they were never allowed to have a baby, because in, certainly in the 70s and 80s, it would have been quite shocking if, if people had had a baby outside of wedlock. But it does mean that she could perhaps have some inheritance tax issues if she's not married to her partner and they're living inside a, you know, grand mansion. Would she have a solicitor? So she, would she have to have her own will by any chance or anything like that? <laughs> There's a, this is Michael Martin from 7IM, I should say. He's, he's the next item, but as a financial advisor, he can't wait to get stuck in to, uh, to Barbie's financial affairs. I mean, it is crazy. We're three adults talking about the fictional finances of a plastic doll. But hey, this is the, this is the FT Money Show. Well, with 200 pensions to consolidate, that would be a lot of work if that happens. Uh, yeah, that would keep someone very busy for many years. But also, she should be considering a state pension, shouldn't she? Because she needs, she, maybe she should re- defer that. She's got, you know, mm. a lot of private pension provision. Some of it with guaranteed income. Um, maybe she doesn't need to have the state pension at sixty-six because she's that's when that that's when she would get it. If she's sixty, she'll be getting her state pension at sixty-six. And certainly, with all that exercise, you know, horse riding, disco dancing, she appears to be in pretty good shape for a woman of her age. <laughs> She'll have a lifetime allowance issue as well if she has 200 pensions, I would imagine. Just a couple of pounds in each of those would <laughs> yeah, have pension allowance. The lifetime allowance, Barbie. <laughs> <But> yes. <laughs> there also may not be all that much wealth to pass on because I also see that there have been various presidential campaign issued Barbie dolls. Um, I want to be President Barbie. You know, that's going to take up yeah, a lot of the time. level of spending could have been horrendous there. Mm. Who knows what the state of her finances are? She really needs to get to grips, doesn't she? And she also needs, you know, going back to the not having no kids issue, she probably needs to think about long-term care as well because there's going to be no family to look out for her. Although she's got a younger sister, Skipper, hasn't she, who apparently was introduced in 1964. Maybe younger younger sister will help. She hasn't it's... already gone off the rails. <laughs> Is Ken, is Ken still around then? Or is he, is he, so they might both have to think about long term care perhaps, yeah. or is he run off? Or... <laughs> He's still around, I'm sure. Is he? Yes. Well, may, maybe they can bring out a long term care Barbie in, in the future. No. <laughs> yeah, the Barbie Dream House Retirement Mansion. With a yes. Stan Astaire lift. Yes. <laughs> inside. Well, there may not be that much wealth to pass on after all of these concerns have been taken out, but I've also listed pink Cadillacs, ponies. Presumably plastic surgery, cosmetic dentistry, hair dye, trips to the beauty parlour, six decades worth of that. She may be 60, but she doesn't look a day over 22. Thank you very much, Moira O'Neill, for coming in. Moira's going to be writing about this NFT money in the coming week. Look out for her column on that. And we will turn now from fantasy to reality. Moving swiftly from fantasy to reality, inheritance tax and finding ways to pay less of it is certainly not child's play. 
Everyone is always asking me for the silver bullet, says Seven Investment Management's Michael Martin in his FD Money column this week. But does a silver bullet even exist? He joins me now in the brand new FT studio. Welcome, Martin. Thank you very much. I said Martin. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Michael. <laughs> You've got two first names. It happens three times a day. I blame my parents. It's terrible. But in your day job as a relationship manager at 7IM, what's the most common problem that you and your clients encounter with inheritance tax? So most people ask with inheritance tax, how much should I give, when and how? And they sound fairly straightforward questions, but they're actually incredibly difficult. How much, I would think that should be commensurate to the amount of money they're going to receive. If, you, if your estate's worth a couple of million pounds, perhaps give your children an ISO or so. If your estate's worth 20 million pounds, perhaps a couple of hundred thousand pounds. Get used to the money, because at some point that money is going to cascade down. And you don't want it to become as a massive surprise to them. So the how much is quite difficult. And then the when, do you, you don't want to give it to them when they're 18 because they're too young and they might spoil it. Do you want to give it to them 20 because, you know, they're still finding their way? 30s, well... I'm not so sure about who they've met and who they're married to, so let's give that mm. a bit of time. When they're 40, well, well, they've got divorced now, so we might not want to give them any money now. And they're 50, well, they've looked after themselves. So when is the right time to give the money? There's always a reason not to give the money. But the answer is try and give as much as you can, as often as you can. And again, commensurate with how much. And how you give it, that is a seven-hour podcast alone. You know, you've got trusts, you've got gifting got many different ways you can find a lot of people trying to look for control that's the issue how can i control the money and give money away so the how is a massive part of it and what kinds of risks are people running with some of the more creative ways to pay less inheritance tax so the thing about that is that there's something called the overton window which you know when you look through what governments are thinking what governments are, are thinking are realistic and it moves and shifts with the with the will of the people to quote a a party. And that often changes. At the moment, the, the, the thoughts on tax are that it used to be evasion was bad, was was illegal, avoidance was fine. Now avoidance has become a little bit more frowned upon and it's it's finding these shades of grey that often are now outlawed. So it's basically trying to find something that should be quite straightforward. I always think if someone can explain to you what they're trying to do within a couple of minutes, it's too complicated, which means it's probably going to fall down at some point in the future. And especially as we may have a Labour government, potentially, you know, depending on what happens over the next couple of weeks, they will, I don't think they'll look favourably on trusts. And as I've said before, apart from sort of some protected trusts, most people have trusts who are wealthy. So, you, you know, if you come after trust, you're generally hitting the wealthy. So I could see perhaps a Labour government going after trust. So I think at the moment, go into things with your eyes open and understand how you're going to get out of them at the other end as well. Well, the government and HMRC have been attempting to reform the inheritance tax system for some time, both in terms of the very complicated administrative process Mm -hmm. of claiming a tax or proving that you don't have to pay it. And then also, as you say, on the other hand, making it harder for the wealthiest to reduce their bills. What's your take on the future? So I think, to go back to sort of a few minutes ago, the view on inheritance tax is it's a tax that everyone wants to avoid, but actually the takings on it are actually relatively low when you look at the income tax. People are far more obsessed with inheritance tax than they are with income tax and national insurance, funny enough, except when income tax went up to 50%, then everyone was obsessed. But no one wants to pay inheritance tax, and I think it's because it's taxing the same pound many times, and I think that's a problem. When you earn money... Your, your 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 tax in capital gains tax or dividend tax, and then to be taxed again at death. They think the same pound is being taxed quite a few times, and that's why people are trying to do something about it. And people tie themselves in knots about trying to give money down. They sort of say, can I give away my residential property? 
No, you can't. You've got to live in it. That's a gift with ex- a gift with reservation. Can I give away buy to let properties and keep the income? Well, generally, no, you can't. You know, you can't you can't give away a gift and have some sort of well, can I keep it back? So it's basically trying to make sure you don't tie yourself up in knots, but also when you do something, tell your beneficiaries. Sit down and say, this is what I've done and these are the reasons I've done it. I've left you this amount of money. I've left you this amount of money. These are the reasons I've left these so that when you're gone, it's very simple to administer and everyone understands why you've done it. Well, thank you very much, Michael Martin of 7IM. You can read Michael's column in FT Money this weekend or online at ft.com slash money. And that's not all. Michael will be joining me, Merrin Somerset Webb and Joe Cumbo, you lucky man, (laughs) on the discussion panel at the next FT Money Reader event, which is called Roots to Retirement. It will be held in Edinburgh on the evening of Wednesday, the 3rd of July, and tickets cost £35, including drinks and canapes. If you would like to book and view full terms and conditions, go to ft.com slash money event. Finally, a quick word from yours truly before we wrap up today's podcast. I have been saving up, I'm very good at saving, for the trip of a lifetime and excitingly I'm setting off for the Outer Hebrides with my family this weekend, meaning I won't be on the money show for the next three weeks. But I've chosen to holiday in the UK this year, partly because I was worried about airport chaos in the event of a no-deal Brexit. But if the choppy pound is upping the cost of your half-term break... I'm going to run through some quick tips in my latest FT Money column and Michael and Moira may want to chip in with some of their own. My first advice to you would be don't buy money in the airport. The rates are absolutely horrific if you're a walk-up customer. But even with the same firm, if you order the currency even the night before you travel online and go and pick it up, you'll get a much better rate. Better still, before you go, apply for a Challenger bank card where you can spend money and not have to pay any fees on your foreign exchange fees when you use your card abroad. I've got a Monzo, other ones uh, that are popular are called Starling, Revolut, even Metro Bank within Europe will let you withdraw money from ATMs and pay whereas most normal bank cards will charge you a transaction fee of anywhere between 25 and 3%. The next tip involves your hire car. If you go and pick up a hire car from an airport, they'll often try and sell you an excess waiver policy, which means that you won't have to pay the excess if you have an accident. But research out this week, which I featured in my column, shows that this can often be 90% of the cost of the insurance that you're taking out, and as much as seven times as expensive had you bought the same policy, not from a car hire, not from a car hire company, but online before you travel. I've managed to get an annual one covering my husband, because I famously cannot drive, for just £40. My final tip is always pay in the local currency. If you're overseas and you use a chip and pin machine, it will often say, do you want to pay in, say, euros or dollars, or do you want to pay in pounds, GBP? If you select to pay in pounds, the amount that you'll be paying in terms of the currency conversion fee is almost bound to be a ripoff because that rate will be set by the merchant, not by your bank. So always select the currency of where you're staying. I don't know if Moira and Michael have got anything to add to my list of holiday tips. Well, Take all, some suntan lotion. <laughs> yes, all I have is one that hit me a few years ago. I went to Italy during the the referendum and I thought, I actually sensibly got some cash before the referendum and thought just in case something would happen. I was so confident, as was David Cameron before, I didn't even take the money with me. And because I'd been accumulating a bill while I was there, I paid the bill after the referendum. 
which meant sterling had dropped, which made my co- the cost of my holiday was quite expensive. So if there's going to be an event between the start of your holiday and the <laughs> end of your holiday, make sure you're paying as you go. <laughs> That's very good advice. And, and Moira, I forgot to ask you earlier the question that I'm sure everyone at home will want me, you to answer before the podcast finishes, which is, did you ever have a Barbie when you were a little girl? No, I didn't. No, no I was a Cindy girl. I loved Cindy's, but I have two daughters. And they insisted on having Barbies. So Barbie lives on through the generations. What an amazing track record she has. Really. What's the Ken equivalent of Cindy? Did she have a... Cindy didn't have a boyfriend. She was too pure. Yeah. Good. Her okay, face was good. different. And she was sort of, yeah. I think well, hopefully she was a, a same-sex couple or something like that. That would be a bit more... Yeah. Forward thinking, perhaps. Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. think I think the realms of Barbie and Cindy have not yet strayed into the, no. in, into that area, but perhaps they should. The time is right. Well, thanks ever so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to get in touch with our team, you can email us money at ft.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ft money, and the Money Show will be back next week at the usual time. Goodbye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.